Welcome to Quick Hits, the only podcast that gets you smartenized. Today's episode, Fox Hunting. I'm really amused by what's been going on between the White House and Fox News. This has been going on for a couple of weeks now. I thought it would have died out by now, but it still appears to be happening. It started when a White House spokesweasel announced that Fox was not a legitimate news organization and that it was the reporting arm of the Republican Party. Well, there's no question that they are definitely a reporting arm for the Republican Party. But legitimate news organization, what makes a news organization legitimate? I would say if they show up to cover the news on a regular basis, that pretty much makes them legitimate. Forget the fact that they're biased, and Fox is, just like everybody else is. It's just that their bias goes in the other direction. MSNBC is the reporting arm for the Democratic Party. So what's the big deal here? I have a lot of listeners outside the U.S., so a little background might be appropriate because your history of news organizations in your country, in your society, may be different from the way it is here in the United States. For my entire life, the news media has always had a liberal slant. Usually it was slight, sometimes it was really large, but it was always there. And there were no news organizations that had a conservative slant anywhere. Ronald Reagan did away with the so-called fairness doctrine, which opened up talk radio. Before that, the FCC required that anything even slightly controversial present equal time to the second for opposing views. And so talk radio dealt with this by avoiding anything even remotely controversial. They had shows on gardening and raising pets and things like that, and it was incredibly boring and not all that successful. And then when this fairness doctrine got lifted, talk radio took off, and it was about 98% and remains about 98% conservative. We still, though, in the major newspapers and news magazines and broadcast news and cable news, had the left-leaning bent. And then Fox came along. And Fox came along and presented the news from a conservative viewpoint. And boy, did the lefties hate that. Their monopoly was now gone. And Fox started getting more and more and more viewers. And as they became more successful, they became more and more hated by the left. Culminating... In the White House saying, well, you're not a legitimate news organization. We're going to ignore you. And they've done things since then, like leave their name off the list for a pool camera that everybody was supposed to have access to. And stuff like that. And if you think about that, that's a pretty dangerous precedent. If we don't like your news organization and the way you present the news, we're not going to let you have any. Bias, of course, is impossible to define precisely. It's like pornography. I can't define it, but I know what it is when I watch it. I think that was the way the original quote went. 
It can be really subtle. It can be the choice of an adjective or an adverb. But more often, it's in how often a story is covered or how much prominence that story is given or even if that story is covered at all. The story of the abuses in Abu Ghraib was definitely an important story. But was it important enough for the New York Times to put it on the front page 50 times, which is what they did? I think you could kind of make a case that they were trying to embarrass the Bush administration. But then, what is an appropriate number of times? Five times? Ten times? At what point does it become bias? Who's to say? And we had a couple of really good examples of this, of how bias affects what stories are covered in the past month or so. Imagine you have an organization that's funded by the government that gets caught in a sting put together very inexpensively by an amateur reporter that involves prostitution campaign finance fraud, tax fraud, bringing in 13-year-old girls from El Salvador to serve as prostitutes for pedophiles. And this organization says, okay, we can help you with that. Here, let me fill out the paperwork for you. And it does it not just in one office, not just in two offices, but in five separate offices scattered across the country. Yeah, that's what happened with ACORN. Now, ACORN has a very long history of voter fraud, embezzlement, and all these things are pretty much ignored by the left-leaning media. They may cover the story, but they don't give it any prominence. When this story broke, Fox News gave it a lot of coverage. But it was completely ignored by the rest of the media for about a week and a half. Can you imagine that? All those things. Prostitution. Underage prostitution. Tax evasion. Violating election law. All of that. From a government-funded agency. Ignored. Ignored. Almost completely ignored. By the lefty media. And Fox, of course. They became all acorn all the time. And that was the only story that you saw, it seemed. It got put on the air probably once an hour for the week and a half before finally the rest of the media sat up and paid attention. And the only reason they did that was because Congress voted to defund ACORN. Of course, there was a little trick there. They only voted to defund them for one month. That part of the story didn't really get covered anywhere. But this was a case where if you only read the left-leaning media, you didn't even know this story was going on. You didn't even know it was happening. And then, of course, there was the Tea Party. The Tea Party, a group of tax protesters and small government advocates, descended upon Washington, D.C., 70,000 of them. And Fox covered it. Oh, they covered it open to close and back and forth. And they gave you lots of shots taken from a high angle so you could see just how huge the crowd was. And it was a big event. The rest of the media... Well, they didn't ignore it, but they didn't cover it very prominently either. And the way that they spun it was pretty interesting and pretty clever. Now, whenever you get 70,000 people together 
you're going to have some real idiots and morons and racists and just generally stupid people there. And that's going to be reflected in their signs. And so what the left media did was they picked the same tasteless, horrible signs and ran them over and over again. You saw about a dozen of them, and you were given the impression that these people were all tasteless, racist morons. And also, most of the shots were taken from a worm's eye view, so you didn't get a good picture of how big the crowd was. So again, if you were only looking at the left-leaning media, you got a very, very different picture than you did if you watched Fox, the only major right-wing media. Now, on the flip side of this, about two weeks after the Tea Party, there was a gay rights march. And the officials didn't give an estimate of how many people, but the news report said tens of thousands. And guess how much coverage that got on Fox? You guessed right. Hardly any. Surprise! I think they, you know, they spent about five minutes on it. Maybe. Spread out over a day. The Pew Research Center, who generally does a pretty good job with their surveys, they don't have a heavy bias in one direction or the other, did a poll about public perceptions of news network ideology. And you can see the chart of that poll on the Quick Hits blog. And they asked people whether they thought a particular news agency was mostly liberal, neither, or mostly conservative. And they asked them about Fox, MSNBC, CNN, NBC, ABC, and CBS. And the results were pretty interesting. Fox News, 47% of the people that they interviewed said mostly conservative. 24% said neither. Now, my guess with those people is they lean to the right about as much as Fox does. And since their ideologies are pretty well lined up, they see the news there as unbiased. Incorrectly, I might add. 14% of the people said it was mostly liberal, which means that some of these people were just absolutely insane. I mean, like Mel Gibson insane. And I also suspect some of the others were, were just messing with the pollsters. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell them I think it's liberal. That'll mess them up. But what was more interesting to me was that MSNBC, CNN, and NBC are virtually tied. Now, CNN and NBC are definitely biased to the left, but MSNBC is at least as far to the left as Fox is to the right, maybe even a little more. You've got Keith Oberman on there. You've got Rachel Maddow on there. And I can only guess that the people who rated MSNBC as being equal to CNN and, and NBC must have bad audio on their TV sets. Because if they had a good sound system, when liberals are being interviewed on MSNBC, they'd be able to hear the faint slurping sounds coming from under the desk. Now, I'm not going to argue whether bias is good or bad. I think the last unbiased journalist was Walter Cronkite. And everything since then has been biased to some extent or another. 
And good, bad, doesn't matter. That is the way that it is. And I've said this before, I prefer the bias to be upfront and obvious so then I can take it into account. I watch Fox News and I know what their bias is and I take that into account. And I watch MSNBC occasionally and I listen to NPR and I know what their biases are. And if you don't read and watch news that is both liberally and conservatively biased, you don't have the whole picture. You don't know what's going on. You can't be completely smartized. And that's it for this episode of the Quick Hits Podcast. If you've learned a little something, if you've changed your mind, or even if you can just understand a different point of view without necessarily agreeing with it, congratulations, you've been smartenized. In a world where Jehovah's Witnesses walk by day and vampires walk by night, one man is about to cross over and neither world will ever be the same again. When a Jehovah's Witness becomes a vampire, don't invite him in. Blood Witness, a novel by Dave Hitt, available as a patio book at bloodwitness.com. If you haven't listened to Blood Witness yet, what are you waiting for? It's got everything. Good versus evil, although sometimes it's kind of hard to tell which is which. Sex, violence, thrills, spills, humor, and naughty language. Bloodwitness.com, check it out. And if you have listened to it and you liked it, please leave a review. Leave a review on iTunes on patiobooks.com and at the Blood Witness website. You can leave the same review each place. Just cut and paste it. I'll make it easy for you. I've only had one person respond with a question for Ask Dave. I want to do an Ask Dave segment and maybe do it on a regular basis. So send me your questions. They can be questions about uh, factual things. And if you ask me a factual question and I don't know the answer, I promise that I will not look it up, but I'll just make up some stuff to test out your bullshit meter. You can ask me about relationships, uh, relationship questions, which I'm completely unqualified to answer. I'll give you an answer for that. Or anything that you want. Just send it to hitman at davehit.com. As always, never forget. That the Quick Hits Podcast is nothing more than a journal of one man's opinion and therefore should not be taken too seriously. Seriously.